It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kingdom Life with Prophetess Alandis Porter. This show is designed to feed and nourish kingdom leaders to reflect the heart of God. Listen and be blessed. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Kingdom Life. I am your host, Apostle Alandis Porter. Thank you all for tuning in to the Release the Word Radio Network. We're so glad you joined us today because we have been getting some amazing uh, topics from the Lord uh, to share with you. And we've been teaching a kingdom series. And today our topics are going to be love, our kingdom responsibility. This is a big one because, you know, everybody's trying to be loved, trying to get love, uh, trying to get people to stop hating. It's just so many different angles you can just go with that one topic alone. So we're going to be going into some different areas of love and what God requires out of us in our love walk. So we're going to take a really short break. We're going to come back. We want you to get your notepad, get your pen, get your Bible, snatch a friend, uh, share that we're on, and we'll be right back. This is not a time to get distracted. This is not a time to go off course. This is not a time to lose your focus. Got a word for you for the Lord. And you cannot afford to lose your way. You come too far from where you we 
for those of you who are just tuning in, you have tuned in to the Release the Word Radio Network with Kingdom Life. And I am your host, Apostle Landis Porter. I appreciate you tuning in this morning. And if you're just tuning in, we're going to be teaching on kingdoms. We, we've already covered kingdom citizenship, our kingdom responsibility, who we are as citizens in the kingdom. So today, we're expanding that into talking about love, our kingdom responsibility. So we want you to uh, get right in with us. And here's our foundational scripture. It's found in St. John 13, that's St. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. I want to read it real quick for you, and it says, A new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know, you are my disciples. If you love one another When we look at that And we just look at the world at large We can tell and we can see Just by the amount of Even if we doubted whether or not That scripture was true um, About love being uh, a responsibility And a command uh, a lot of people describe it as love is a feeling. Actually, God commands us to love despite your feelings because he says a new commandment I give to you. He didn't ask you, did you want to love? He didn't give his opinion about you loving. He just said love one another. So that's a command. So that tells me, despite what I feel about you, despite what you've done to me, despite uh, what may go on in our lives, Uh, Whether it be uh, murder, it could be death, it could be sickness, no matter what happens, we are yet commanded to love. It is one of the greatest commands and heaviest responsibilities we have, which is why it's also a big area where the enemy fights us. The devil has things all over the Internet You've got pedophiles. You've got, if you think about it, it's also a big area where the enemy perverts it. What the intended uh, purpose of love was for us to give that love back to God. He created us in love to love because he created us to give him glory. Our purpose was to love, him to love us, us to love him and us to love everyone that we come in contact with. So let's give you some facts. I want to give you some biblical facts about love so that you really, really can see the importance of it. The word love appears 310 times in the King James Bible, 348 times in the New American Standard Bible. 551 times in the New International Version and 538 times in the New Revised Standard Version. 
319 times in the Old Testament and 232 times in the New Testament. So, I would say that love is pretty, pretty important in the Word of God, in our Bible. That means we're taught about it a whole lot. He is not asking you to do something that we are not taught about so that we would have great understanding about it. He emphasizes it clearly in the Bible, breaks it down, gives you examples coming from Jesus, how he did it. Um, If we just look at one sacrifice alone, the fact that God sent his son Jesus to die for our sins and just about every person you know knows this Bible scripture verse and chapter. St. John chapter 3 verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That verse alone speaks volumes to how much God loved us, first of all, but also how much love is important because he gave one of the sac- one of the greatest sacrifices we'll ever have in our lifetime. Nobody else has given their life for you. Nobody else will give their life for you. You've had women protect their children. You've had fathers protect their sons. You know, you, you've had them, you know, stand in the line of fire. We've got soldiers on the front line sacrificing their lives every day um, for our country. But there is nobody, no other human being dead or alive that has sacrificed their life for your sin. You from eternal suffering, from eternal damnation. There is no other person who has done that. And no other person will. No other person can. And that's powerful in itself. I want you to really, really, really get a glimpse of how important and what the magnitude and weight of our love walk is. We are created out of that which I just shared with you, that God loved us enough to have a sacrifice made so that we could be back in right standing with him. God could have said after the sin of Adam in Genesis, he could have said after that, I'm done. I created humanity to really have this eternal and wonderful life in the garden, could have never known sin. We would have never had to fight the devil. We would have never had to do any of that. But Adam sinned, which brought sin on all of creation that would come after him. 
God could have left us in that state, but he didn't. He loved us enough to say, you know what? I'm going to send the person that I love the most. It's not like he had five others, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, he could have, you know, uh, thought about some other things to do. But he said, you know what? There's only one person I'm going to send to pay the price, to stand in the gap for all of humanity, for every sin that you will ever commit. He's already taken it to the cross. He's taken your sicknesses and diseases. Every person in your family that will ever sin, he took it to the cross. All of yours, all of mine, all my mothers, all of our children, all of our cousins, your whole entire family tree. He took it all on himself so that we could be right with God in right standing so that we would be able to be in the same place that God intended for us to be at the beginning. And that's good news. That's a wonderful, and wonderful is is saying it lightly to what that really means. So let's talk about our love walk. There's something that we, we have to do when it comes to love, and that's we must watch and pray. Um, loving is all wonderful. We get the nice fuzzies and the butterflies in our stomach, and it's a good thing. Um, but there's also an enemy that fights your love walk, and that's why we have to watch and pray. First Peter 5, verses 8 and 9 talks about this. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So that means we've got to watch out. We've got to watch out for the devil's devices, his plot his plans. We've got to pray against those things and cast them down in our lives. We have to watch what we say because, remember, power of life and death is in our tongue. So we also have to watch what we speak about our love walk. When we say things like, oh, they hurt me, I'm never going to be able to forgive them, you just spoke death over your life. You have been given an advocate, a go-between, to stand in the gap for you, which causes you to have the ability to be able to forgive. But if you talk that way over your life, then you're going to struggle in that area to be able to do it. God has given us all the grace to be able to do that. I'm not just able to do it, and it doesn't matter what's been done to me. 
whether I've been raped, molested, beaten, um, talked about, my my reputation has been scandal. Jesus made himself of no reputation just so we could be in right standing with God. If Jesus had thought about his reputation and people talking about him, he had people who said they believed in him and trusted him and followed him, kill him, send him to the cross. But it had to be done. If he had not made that sacrifice, we would not be able to give our lives to God and get in right standing with him and be able to spend eternity in heaven. We wouldn't have that opportunity because our sin would cause us to go to hell and there would be nothing to justify or cause us to get back into right standing with God. There would be no go-between. So we have to be able to do the things that we need to do to stay placed in our love walk. God gave me a quote one day, and I'm going to share it with you. He told me, if your love is tainted, your witness will be ineffective. That's because God called us to be sight, light, and salt. We are the light of the world. The world looks to us to be that light, to have that hope, that blessed hope that Jesus gives us. And we have to walk in it. And our greatest act of that is loving each other, even those who are peers and believers in the kingdom. It's going to be the greatest fight for you, for you to love one another who are in the kingdom with you. Because those are the relationships that the enemy really will fight us in. And in our family relationships, think about those who are closest to you. Those will be your greatest fight. Let's talk about number two. We need to guard our hearts. Proverbs 4 and 4 says this. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Proverbs four twenty one through 23, and it's really quick. To not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. He's talking about the Bible. He's talking about his word. As we read our Bibles and hide that word in our hearts and allow that word to take root and sink in, because what happens when you read your Bible, your Bible reads you. Because the word of God, what, is, what it does is quick and it's powerful. It cuts away at all those things that are wrong in our lives, all those desires that we have, all those things in our heart that we battle with that keep us from loving, 
the the enemy is pulling at us on one side of our heart to not forgive that person who might have molested you in your childhood. They're pu- he's pulling at the other side, maybe at a relationship that you're struggling with, trying to get this guy to love you the way you think you deserve to be loved and know you deserve, and you're not seeing it. And he's, you're fighting with that to walk away. Should I walk away? Maybe I should stay in it. You're, you're, you're fighting day by day. So you've got to guard your heart. And I'll tell you what that looks like. In guarding your heart, it may mean you need to sever some relationships. It may mean I've got to walk away from some people. Because I've got some toxic relationships in my life. It doesn't mean you stop loving them. It means that's not good for me right now. I'm not strong enough to walk with them. Or I've walked with them and I see that it's not happening. My walk is not changing their life. You still are going to live it in front of them. They're still going to see you. But you're finding out your walk with them, holding their hand, being in that circle, being in that tribe is not good for you. You're walking away from the things that God has put in your heart to do, the assignments that God has given you. You're moving further away from them rather than, toward them because you've got people in your life who are maybe, they they may be gossiping all the time, and it's pulling you away from loving other people because you're hearing all these stories about they're this and they're that, and instead of them praying over them, they're talking about them. So you need some people in your circle with like faith who want to love like God who want to walk upright before God, who want to go to heaven. You may have some people who don't even desire, they may not even believe in God. And, yes, you are the example. You are that light. You are that salt. So you are yet to to walk upright before them, but you may not be able to walk with them. I'm going to take another short break, and we're going to continue. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
we're back. And I am so excited to be talking about love. Um, those of you who know me personally know how much um, I just love the topic love, period. Um, it's what I'm all about, and I believe every believer that should be what all of us are about. Um, the last thing that I'm going to talk about quickly before we go, I just want to talk about in our love walk, we must forgive. It's required. There's no way that you can walk in love and not forgive. It's just part of the process. Um, the Bible tells us in St. Luke 17 and 1, Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. So that means walking in offense is a choice. There are going to be people who will offend you. There are going to be people that will hurt you. But we yet must forgive. He tells us in St. Matthew 18 and 21, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, how often do I have to forgive a believer who wrongs me? He said seven times. Jesus answered him and said, I tell you, not just seven times, but 70 times seven. And he also goes on to say in Matthew, St. Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 14th and 15 verses, and I'm going to read it in God's Word translation. If you forgive the failures of others, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, your father will not forgive your failures. So guess what? The prerequisite for getting God to forgive you of your stuff is forgiving others for theirs. I often uh, flip back and forth. It's a timeline cover that I put on my Facebook page that says, um, Lord, give us the same grace. Let us show others the same grace that we require. The same forgiveness that you require, God requires of you to show others. He wrote a whole chapter about love that tells you how important it is. First Corinthians, the 13th chapter, all about love. It is the love chapter. You can read the entire chapter. As a matter of fact, I challenge you to read it because study it out. Let God speak to your heart. Let it really penetrate those areas where the devil has fought you in because I promise you it will bless you. I promise you it will stir up some things in you, wrong and right. It will show you where you are. It's a great gauge to let you know how much are you loving or how much you're not loving. And I want to leave you with part of it, and I want to read it in the International Children's Bible, and then we're going to get out of here. 
But I encourage you to join us again because we're going to be teaching other topics on kingdom life, period, living life in the kingdom. So I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. It's going to go really fast so because it's in the International Children's Bible Version. And this is what it says. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag, and it is not proud. Love is not rude. It is not selfish and does not become angry easily. Love does not remember wrongs done against it. Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices over the truth. Love patiently accepts all things. It always trusts, always hopes, and always continues strong. Love never ends. There are gifts of prophecy, but they will be ended. There are gifts of speaking in different languages, but those gifts will end. There is a gift of knowledge, but it will be ended. But the greatest of these is love. Until next time, walk in love and keep living in full effect for the king. God bless you. Have a great day. If you were blessed by this program and would like to learn more about our products and services, connect with us on Facebook at Kingdom Advancement Global Ministries. Follow us on Twitter at KAG Ministries or visit us on the web at KAGMinistries.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.